All right. You ready? All right. Let's begin. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Scrimey River, opening with a quick power move by just hijacking the start of the podcast. Okay, great. Really good. Love it. Love it. You didn't even do a great job. You didn't even introduce us. Who are we? Doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm getting too much joy looking out of your face. I am Dennis Stranjak. I am joined on the other side here by Riley Knight. Yes, hello. That's me. Me, the the, sec- the, the secondary, if not tertiary co-host now, by the, by the look of things. Unbelievable. And of course, this is Scrimey River. We are here to answer all of your Magic the Gathering questions, queries, quandaries, any other keywords that we can throw in there that make sense? Yep. Quibbles? Quibbles? Quoits? You want to play a game of quoits with us? That's fine. Quoits? Coits is the game where you like get a hoop and you throw it over like a little like a stick that's you've it's never like, played coits. I mean, I, I can imagine. The, <coughs> I'm dying. I can imagine the game oh, we're Dennis. describing. Oh, Dennis! This is so bad, mate. I can imagine the game we're describing, but I can't imagine. Is that called coits? Coits. It's definitely called coits. Anyway, please do send in your Magic the Gathering advice questions. We are here to help. Our ears are open. Send them into us on Twitter at Stranjack or at Riley Quarry Terror. Mainly the first one. The second one's kind of just mainly like the a, second one. Second one. Kind of like well, a, yeah. Now that I've been power moved out of my own bloody podcast, for sure. Kind yeah, of, kind no, of I just get a it. spam folder. Hey, you Riley? Hey, been, hey, been keeping. Uh, I'm good, Dennis. Got back from uh, Players Two in Brussels. As we were I. both there. Yes, yes, yes. You seem to have a catch the old. Uh, uh, you seem to have caught a little bit of the old contagion. I don't, on your way, I you're don't in- want to get coronavirus, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I hope uh, you know you're not feeling too well, buddy. After no. the uh, after a busy weekend, and never have I been have I been more scared to be in you know big convention halls with lots of people and airports mm. and things like that. Just ooh. yes, flying flying disease tubes as well, of course. As we normally call them airplanes, but that's fine. <laughs> Yes, well, the, I mean, the, the two, the, the same. You know, this is. You know what I was going to say? I was going to say potato, potato. No one says potato. People say tomato, tomato. Yes, but that's that's fine, right? Potato, the potato is, is po- the joke. Oh, it is a joke because people just say it's like no one says potato. The first time I heard that was in a song in a movie in the movie when I think it's in when Harry met Sally because there's, ta- yeah. there's a song about like them people fighting and it goes, "I say tomato, you say and tomato, you say to- I say yeah. potato, you say potato." Yep. Let's call the whole and, thing off. And and this is my problem with that song. Let's call the whole thing off because we pronounce things different ways. Imagine this. You shack up with some American bird. She says tomato instead of tomato. And you're just like, you know what? I don't see this working. Right, so right. He- That's one thing. If she says potato, I think that actually might be grounds for divorce. That might be grounds. <laughs> that might be grounds for it. But, you know, are you really going to just let someone go because they don't say this? Other word? I mean, you have a ridiculous accent. I don't have a ridiculous accent. You're the one with the accent. This what? is the thing. I meet people and they're like, oh, you, I like your accent. I'm like, mate, I'm not the one with the accent. You're the one with the it's accent. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You surely, you have, a, you, you definitely have a more Australian accent than I have Irish accent for sure. Australian isn't an accent. Yes, it's it how is. normal, no, it's not. It's how normal people talk. You're being facetious, but all right. I'm being, I'm being facetious. Facetious. Please send in your questions and quibbles to us on Twitter. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by the wonderful channelfireball.com, the number one. Channelfireball.com, Dennis. Channelfireball.com. What if what if to fulfill the ad rate requirement we just said channelfireball.com over and over again for the 30 seconds? That'll be great. That'll make them a million dollars. Channelfireball.com. Channelfireball.com. Do you know what we should do? We should release like not an ASMR thing, but one of those like the hypno. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. You listen to while you sleep to get you to quit smoking yeah. and stuff. Buy your cards at channelfireball.com. Submit your cards at buyalist.channelfireball.com. 30% store credit bonus. You are peaceful and relaxed. And you will never have another good night's sleep unless you buy your cards at channelfireball.com. Do you think people listen to this podcast to go to sleep? I'm sure they do. We should put an Easter egg at the end. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, we should put little, we should, mate, we could get them to, like, we could get them to, I don't know, 
Assassinate Follow- the Prime Minister of Malaysia. Yeah, yeah. You do you do the whole MK Ultra that six, seventeen, thirty-four. The like sleeper agent numbers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's what we're gonna do now. A couple of people listen to my other the, my very successful uh, history podcast. Yep. Half, half, is our, half our sister dot com, yeah. Dot dot net. Dot net. Dot net. Um, some people listen to that when they go to sleep, which for me is the highest compliment you can give. Because I, I do that with the podcast that I love. I listen to them when I'm going to sleep. So. I can't listen to podcasts when I go to sleep. It freaks me out. Because well, you think there's someone talking to you I in the room? I start to they're drift off and then whenever... They're not the, real, Dennis. No, I know. They're, they're not, they're they're not, not, I get it. <laughs> I start to drift off and the subject matter of the podcast like seeps into my subconscious when I'm in that like uh, semi-dream state and I'm just like, duh, can't do it. So you, you start dreaming about like driving around the Forgotten Realms I, in a Honda Odyssey. No, I, I start, mostly I start dreaming about using ExpressVPN to securely browse the internet or me undies <laughs> personally. But. <laughs> Oh, very good. Oh, yes. And of course, I mean, I mean our, our loyal viewers will be uh, dreaming about buying and selling their cards. ChannelFireball.com. Our first question, Dennis, to. No, wow. Maybe you should just do it. Go ahead. Our you first question, Riley. I didn't yeah, even, I didn't you pound me if you're right out the game. I didn't even have the document open. Don't even have it. Oh, you don't I have don't the know. document open. Our first question, right. Riley, comes from Rodrigo Pereira. They write in and say, only one friend of mine plays Magic the Gathering Arena to this day. He is at this point frustrated with the game and told me yesterday that he might drop after Ikoria. What do I do so he doesn't leave me alone? I mean... <laughs> this is definitely the most tragic question we've ever gotten it, in the show. There's a lot to unpack here, but it is, it is a, it's a tragedy in one act. Yeah, yeah. It's very sad indeed. But, but what I... Okay. Magic, MTGA account never used... <laughs> do we want it? Do we want to do the goofs first or the advice first? Um, what, what are the goofs? Let's do the goofs because who is like who is this friend who is saying you know what? One more set, one more set, and that's it. It's the police. Yeah. It's the it's the cop. One day before retirement, we've done. The, look, we've both run the one more set game. Man. We've yeah, all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Why? Why is this person going? You know what? After Ikoria, I got to play with those monsters. Yeah. I got. I got. I've got to visit and, the lair of behemoths. But after and that, Theros is a club banger set as well. Yeah. I mean, what does what does your friend what does your friend want? What does your friend need? I mean, I understand being frust- frustrated with the game. Right, there, that happens been, to everybody. There, that's fine. There's been a bunch of stuff that has happened over the last twelve months that has made the game very frustrating. And on top of that, like even when a format is at its peak, some pe- people still are just burnt out on magic. Right. But I, I'm just interested in the timeline here. That a friend. Imagine if I came to you, Dennis, and I was like. You know what, Dennis? I'm not 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 feeling it with magic. I'm going to wait until the next set releases. Play with that, and then I'm out. Yeah, and then I'm odd. out. The, the delay the delay gratification on quitting is weird. This doesn't convince me. No, I'm unconvinced. This doesn't convince me. I'm unconvinced. What I think, you know, what this is, Dennis? Hmm. It's a cry for help from Rodrigo, from Rodrigo's friend. Not from Rodrigo, Rodrigo's friend. Rodrigo's friend has come to Rodrigo and said, "Listen, mate, you got to get me back in. You got to get then, me back on the train." But then Rodrigo, Rodrigo's come to us and said, "How?" Yeah. Okay. Well, now, okay. Goofs are done. Tick, tick the goof box. We've mm-hmm, done that. Let's mm-hmm. move on now to the, the the solid advice. Hmm. Two angles. Two angles here, Dennis. Can't force someone to play a game they don't want to play. That's the problem. Can't do it. Man. You can't illegal. Do it. illegal. You go to you go to you go to, you go to jail. Wizard prison. Yeah. You go to wizard prison, and you don't want to go to wizard prison. Much worse than regular prison. Mm-hmm. Um. But the other side of it is, you never really quit magic. Yeah, it's a lifestyle game in more than one way, man. For sure. Yeah. Have you ever quit? Yeah. Um, I've moved away from the game. I've tu- I, yeah, I've turned the dial down. Yes, yeah, that's. I think that's the best way to do it. I went from you know sort of drafting every set and playing every standard format, that sort of stuff. It was around the time of Eldritch Moon, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I was just I had a bunch of stuff going on professionally uh, with my real job that I had at the time teaching. 
Um, and I just didn't have the time. It was just it was just a it was just a simple matter of not being able to invest the amount of time that I had. There was also a downturn in events around that time as well, so I didn't have as much of a reason to be as invested in the formats as, as I usually I usually do. But um, I, I I mean I never I never left. And you know maybe do you think Rodrigo would be better served to be active here and be like no no man come on it's great let's you know maybe we'll try new formats try command to do something like that or we'll just be like hey man you know what you take the time you need and we'll see when I'll see, what, I'll see what, when you depends. come back. It depends on what the goal is. Is the goal mm. to keep hanging out with your friend or is the goal to keep playing magic with your friend? Because if the goal is to keep playing magic with your friend, I think you should probably try and do something. Be that play command, be that like try to play paper ma- Like if they play only, only arena together, then look, there's a world where Rodrigo and his friend don't live in the same country. But if that isn't the case, let's say. Maybe, See, maybe okay, the-, the way I'm reading it, it says only one friend of mine plays MTGA to this day. This says that that friend, th- this implies the existence of a broader friendship group who have all moved away from magic. Right, but it specifies MTGA. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. But I mean, it, no. I think it's. I think it's just magic because at the end it says, "What do I do so he doesn't leave me alone?" Like they just they just hanging out on Discord, like jamming games, whatever it's else they like that. I mean, I think this is just a big bunch of nerds who have decided to move on to other stuff, and only Rodrigo and his mate there are uh, like, "Oh, we'll, we'll stick with magic." Paper, and in that paper, case, paper magic, man. Commander, play commander. Yeah, yeah. Commander's a good a good one. It's very difficult to be frustrated with the game of Commander long term because if you're playing with your friends, no, no, it is because like if you're playing with your friends and there's something that's pissing you off, right? You just say, "Hey, hey, can you please stop playing your Get Rock Monster deck?" Mm, like, yeah, it's, no. I just don't, I don't enjoy it, please. Or like, can we, can we house ban something or soft ban something? Or like, can we figure out a way out of it? Like, you've got a lot more agency in your Commander group to make sure you're having a good time. That's true. You know, yeah, you can't really do that. If if they are indeed just playing on Arena, which my guess is they are, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. I would I would I would advocate going to a paper tournament. Take take your buddy and go to a draft. Just just full stop. Yeah. Right. Just like take them to an LGS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I like no, that. There's, I no, like sub, that as there's well. no substitution for the face to face social interaction. Plus, you get to try out some of these whopper power moves we've been talking about on this podcast. I mean, there are so many of them, right? There are so oh, many of them. And brief aside, yeah, this is very difficult. But if you can think of any online only power moves for Magic Online, yeah, and we Arena, please do send them in. And we don't want like, oh, good game. Oh, you know, you mm-hmm. say oops, that sort of stuff. We're not looking for. We're looking for high tier step stuff. above. Step above. We're Think looking, outside yeah, the box. It. Yeah, we want. We want to. We want to cut above the rest. That's Register right. a Magic Online account with the name LSV sucks, and then get paired against LSV kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Or <laughs> I mean, this is not really a power move, but my friend got paired against someone called Never Mulligan, who Mulligan to four. Liar. Liar. A liar. A liar and a thief. <laughs> Wait, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> they'll go to wizard prison as well um rodrigo i think you have to figure out what you want from this situation mm-hmm. and figure out what your friend really does want because if they were just like i'm not i'm not going to play anymore if there was an immediacy to their threat to quit right then that's a little more real i guess if they're saying they're going to wait till Ikoria and like i agree i don't it, buy it it sounds like it sounds like they're just generally frustrated with magic so Instead, of, let, let's let's move the focus, Dennis, away from stopping them from quitting. Find out what's go, find out what's up with them. Yeah. Say, hey, man, what's going on? As as everything, as most situations in life, this is solved by figuring out what it is you want, trying to trying to ascertain what the other person wants, and talking about it, man. Yeah, just having a chat. Have a chat with your mate. Figure out what it is that's frustrating about the game, because this person is frustrated. It says frustrated with the game, yes. right? So, what is it that's frustrating them? Is it that they don't like the? Is as you say, is refreshing their experience of Magic going to be made better by going to a physical card store? Yeah, maybe. I mean, a lot of players when they get a couple of months into Magic get frustrated with the variance that comes with the game. Yeah, that's very, very mm-hmm. common. You know, I mean, oh, you get oh, I get mana screwed all the time. The game's pure luck. Yada yada yada. 
I think just generally changing something, right? Change is good as a holiday. That's what they say. Variety is the spice of life. Maybe your friend needs to kick it up a notch and start playing more competitively against better mm-hmm. players in real life. Maybe they're burnt out by feeling like it's just a, a grind. It's a drag. And they just want to, you and know, they, they put they seven drops into play. Or do a chaos yeah. draft or something. Exactly. So... I, I think the best advice, and, and this is quite actionable advice for anyone really who's feeling burnt out or anyone who's dealing with friends feeling burnt out on magic, just change it up a little bit. Shift gears, yeah. Shift gears. If you've got an, if you've got people playing older formats at your LGS, ask if you can borrow a deck and play in the Legacy Tournament one weekend just to see if you like it. And if you get, you know, if you get your ass handed to you, at least you're going to have fun like flipping Delvers and doing whatever else. Like yeah, that. I, think, I think they have to, I agree, they have to change something and it, it almost doesn't matter what that is. Because this, this doesn't, come off to me and maybe I'm just reading into this in the wrong way but this doesn't come off to me as someone who's saying they're going to quit no it doesn't this comes off to me as someone who's just like they're, they're frustrated they want, some, they, want, they want something new they want to try something new mm-hmm. so just I don't know figuring out a way to refresh their experience of the game because uh, I mean it's got its hooks India it's yeah done, those hooks don't, the hard those part's hooks over yeah it doesn't come out easy so yeah finding a way and, and we've given already a bunch of a bunch of different potentials go go to an lgs try a different format i don't know for all of these though the first step is just talk to your friend about it yes yeah i don't think your friend's going to leave you alone i don't think yeah i don't they're going to ride off into the sunset never to be seen and you know they're, they're, and you're meanwhile you're languishing in withered prison and nah, if, if you'll be right if magic is the main way you communicate with your friend it might be worth diversifying that too like that's a great point like if you're worried that if they stop playing magic you won't be friends anymore that's something that's you know, it takes two to tango. That cuts both ways. If you were like, hey, let's try play, you know, I don't know, Don't Starve Together or something, like some other yeah. game or whatever. That's something. What's a board game? Betrayal? Something, you know, right. something that's, yeah. Uh, this is this is a, this is a, an entirely different angle. And I'm actually really, I'm really glad you thought of this and brought this up because I've had this recently with my EDH playgroup. Mm-hmm. We, we sit there every week and play EDH and have a great time, right? But recently we're like, hey, Let's play some board games. Yeah. Let's do something a little bit different. Like we too. all know each other's decks inside and out. It's like let's let's just do let's do let's play something else that's a little different. So, you know, I've been trolling through like Board Game Geek and looking at different ideas and opportunities. I've got Betrayal. I've got a couple of other games that we've tried. You know, you, and, should, you, know, you know, you should get that. I would recommend. Go on, Betrayal Legacy. Oh, this is the one you were telling me about. The one yeah. where it's it's if like tailor made. If you have the you. same group of people that you play with every time, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, because it like it it well, explain a little bit because so, I don't. If you, if, you haven't, if you haven't played Betrayal at the House on the Hill, Betrayal at the House on the Hill is just a board game where you kind of play against the board. You reveal rooms, you explore this haunted house. It's different every time, and then based on how the game unfolds, a haunt happens, like an end game happens, where usually one of you becomes a traitor, as in they turn into a werewolf or a vampire or get possessed by a spirit or whatever, and then you have to figure out how to defeat them or whoever, and either they win or the rest of the team wins. Betrayal Legacy is like a 13-part saga, I guess, where you're supposed to play with the same group every time or loosely the same group every time. And the decisions you make, the items you use, the cards you draw, all this stuff affect the story later on. And once once you're done with it, which we, we've done, we finish it now, um, you end up with a copy of essentially just a normal copy of Betrayal that has been heavily customized by the actions you guys took. So it's really, really cool. I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a uh, it's like almost like a little bit of world building or something. Yeah, exactly. It's really, yeah, really cool. Yeah. But I mean, to, to sort of zoom out a little bit on what we're saying right. here is, yeah, di- diversify diversify your friendship portfolio. Exactly. Move, move, not necessarily move away from magic, but definitely introduce new things. Go out and like eat a meal in a restaurant. This at is a something cafe. I started doing with my childhood friends recently. Like, let's all just go for dinner, and it's yes. great. Like real human Earth people. Do you? It's think, weird. Do you? Yeah, think, but do it. Do you think you go and on. I have a diverse enough relationship portfolio? That's an interesting question. You put us, you put me on the spot there. Mm, um, let's turn the mirror inward. 
No. Do you know what? No. I don't think we do either. I, I'd like to, I'd like it to be a little more diverse because you. Okay, so, I mean, we can part the curtain here a little bit for people at home. You and I talk more or less every day. Yeah. Like or at least message each other more or less yeah. every day. We we talk on Discord or Skype or whatever three times a week maybe Probably a we'll just hang out that, catch up yeah. yeah no a lot because like we'll call each other and just like hey what do you think of this or whatever like, says, we talk a lot probably twice but yeah sure yeah, yeah sure we talk a lot um and it's usually about well, we're also colleagues that's the other thing like we, yes. we also work together so a lot of it's work related but if it's not work related often it's magic related mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what yeah. i suggest riley is that you download league of legends all right and you I and i play together league, man i don't want to play league of legends <laughs> oh, this whole thing you. was a setup I this whole thing was a setup I've been avoid- Dennis been trying to get me to league for so long, and I'm I just can't I can't do it, man. I can't do it. It's it's so like the learning curve is so steep. It you, is you very steep. <laughs> it's so steep, right? I'm playing other games. I'm playing like Rainbow Six with my mates. I'm playing like all sorts of other stuff that I've got. A- I'm playing Rune Terror as well, which I'm really enjoying. There you go. That's a half step there. Yeah, I mean, I already do know about like Thresh and his lantern. And- there you go. Play Thresh. Yeah, I don't like. I like. I want to play as Elise. I think Elise is really cool. The Spider Queen. Oh no, not Elise. What's her name? The the Sword Lady. Fiora? Fiora, Fiora. I like Fiora a lot. Yeah, yeah, Fiora. Yeah. Or just play Zed in the some elusive decks and that sort of stuff. I'm playing elusive on the on ladder and I don't care. I don't care what you think of me. I will play elusive. Their till abilities the day I are die. all the same, man. Their abilities translate. Those are their abilities yeah? in the game, yeah. Really? Zed makes a shadow of himself that he can jump to. Uh, all right. When I get back, okay. When I get back from the trip to the states, I'm off to Phoenix this week. You know that for the next uh, players tour. I'll mm. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yes. We'll get see. me does, you and Adam. Does Ed really make a coffee of himself like yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, just like in Rune Terror. Yeah. Cool. Me, you, and Adam oh. Savadan. Let's go. Oh, I'd love to hang out with Adam Savadan. All right. Okay. You might have got me. We'll see. We'll see. I can't believe that. I, this whole. Did you? Did you tap Rodrigo Pereira? Oh, no, I am Rodrigo Pereira. There is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just. You just Kaiser Sozo'd me. All right. Rodrigo, okay. I hope we helped you because, by God, you may have just helped me. So Dennis, both you and I were away this weekend in Brussels, as we've already covered, mm-hmm. and um, I came back to find a little bit of post in my letterbox. Uh, a little bit letterbox. of post. A little bit of mail that has been sent in, and um, I understand you also received I a very did. similar letter. I did. So this is normally the situation where we would talk about power moves. Yes. But you and I have just been so comprehensively power moved. That I'm we are in over the I can't. I can't this believe is, it. So, first of all, I don't know how this happened. Me either. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> all right. Mark Boyd. Mark Boyd has had a quiet couple of weeks, Dennis. Yeah, we've been prepping. He's had a quiet couple of weeks. We haven't, heard from, we haven't heard from Mark Boyd for quite a while. Because normally, he'd just send in a message. He'd send in a DM or a, a tweet or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like that. I think I got an email from him one time. I received an actual... Human Earth pieces of paper sent to me. Some tree slices, courtesy of Mark Boyd. In the post. How did this man get my address? I don't know, dude. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm like, literally, I'm speechless. I don't, I got home and it was just there. Nikki was like, hey, this came for you. And I was like, what? And here it is. I don't know, like, I... Okay. All right. So let's 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 let's, let's dig into the contents. Let's dig. Let's let's get into what's going on here because so he sent us a four-page document. Yes, right. A manifesto. It is a, it is a manifesto. This is some Unabomber stuff, man. I don't like it. <laughs> it is. It is wild, right? I'm going to read it. All right. It's it's actually it's actually an incredible document. Yes. And Dennis, this is going to be a tool for us moving forward when it comes to power moves. Dear Mister Riley, Query Tower. 
What is power? <laughs> it includes the, the, the Google definition of power. Power, the ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way, for example, the power of speech, or the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. For example, a, a political process that offers people power over their own lives. Well, talk about having power over someone's life. Mark Boyd's absolutely done us. Here we see that power is both enabling and disabling. What allows, us, what allows us to do can also remove the ability or choice of others to do or react. The dichotomy is then dominance. Exert dominance. Con considering this, what makes a move powerful? Thus far, we've explored this topic in subjective terms. We've applied ratings in a 1 to 10 fashion thus far, with hyperbole causing circumstantial inflations. Mismatch Basics versus Riley Knight, 2019. He's cited, he's, he cited this like it's a paper. Citing, yeah, exactly. But can we do better? Can power and power moves be quantified and thus qualitatively qualitatively he's put hard words to say in qualitatively. qualitatively assessed i propose that the answer is yes mark boyd is here to give us a definitive way to assess power moves i think he means quantitatively here by the way i think he does as well so we're looking for a quantitative we're looking for a quantitative assessment of power moves and mark boyd is going to is going to guide us how to do that i did my thesis in mixed analytics partially so quantitative so you know and it. qualitative are words that are well used to tripping off my tongue yes exactly they've, they've just set up home in your yeah. uh, in your vocal cords what is it that influences people on events what maximizes our ability to do so i believe there exist four primary coefficients so these these are what we're going to judge our power moves on. Oh, number man, one, there's a graph. <laughs> number one, setup cost. Power can be heightened through preparation, time, and effort. However, this cost is not intrinsically powerful. So ha uh, something having a power uh, a power move having a setup cost doesn't make it powerful. Yes, power is found in action, and the less preparation and action requires, the more raw power that is preserved. So we want the setup cost to be as low as possible, or incredibly high. Because then you, the amount of effort you put into it will, yes, be reflected in yes. the payoff. Uh, and the, the graph that's enclosed uh, reflects this. It's, yeah, it's so just a, a, low, a, low, a low effort power move is powerful because, hey, you know, this, this cost me nothing, but it impacted you heavily. Whereas mm -hmm. a middle effort power move is like you put more time to this than it's probably worth. But a very high effort power move is impressive because of sheer force of will alone. I get yes. it. That makes yes. sense. Number two, frequency of use. A minor move can become powerful through repetition and consistency, whereas a shocking move will have its effect diminished over multiple uses. There exists a hypothetical optimum where a high-impact move gathers momentum through repetition, repetition, and this creative space will have a rich yield of powerful moves. Law of diminishing returns. Okay. So there are, well, there are some moves that gain power that over time. They're cumulative, yeah. Yes, exactly. And there are some that are one-and-done one-shot. So that's another important thing to remember. Number three, impact. Perhaps the quadrant upon which power is most directly directly derived, impact is the ability to change and influence and to dominate. Through our actions, we alter external behavior to suit our own reality. Impact can be many things. The tilting of, of an opponent, the removal of agency or the ability to choose, an assault on the subconscious, diverting mind space away from more beneficial processes. Like, so make, like, just, like for example, tricking somebody into spending 15 minutes on a podcast reading out a four-page manifesto about your qual quantitative <laughs> dis dissertation on power moves. <laughs> I mean, the impact, already we can judge this power move. Setup cost, extremely high. Frequency yep. of use, can only do it once. Impact, enormous. Yes. Right? But final, the final one, number four subtlety mm. there is merit in brazen play but there is a power in a play your opponent is not even sure you are making Ooh. subtlety may seem at odds to impact but at optimal levels of each powerful plays emerge a suspecting opponent can prepare a defense dennis mm. an opponent who is unaware of an attack is ill-equipped to combat it so subtlety 
such as somehow getting the addresses of your two favorite podcasters and sending them real letters through the human post. He, I mean, we were. It, here's part. We here's part yeah. of the subtlety. This letter yeah. is now spoiler. Alert, this letter is at the bottom, signed and you know signed by with an actual literal signature by Mark Boyd. Hmm. We have no way of knowing if this came from the real Mark Boyd. There's no return address. There's no return There's address. There's nothing. It could be anybody could have sent this in and just written Mark Boyd <laughs> at the bottom. I mean, I'm going to try. This man is out of. I mean, I I had I was saying, oh, you know, he's done. He's recognized no, me. I he's know. met his match. You know, but now he's uh, and I mean. He said to you, he said, remember he, said, he emailed something you, he, he messaged you and he said, something as big as coming. And we thought that it was him, because then his quote-unquote brother got in touch. Yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah well, yeah. we got you. Like, it, it, it's not your brother. Obviously, you've made this up. No. No, it was Transatlantic Post. Trans- Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Anyway, using the aforementioned factors with appropriate weightings, we can then calculate a score out of twenty, uh, a, a score out of twenty-five, which is then easily converted into a percentage. So we have setup cost, which is ranked out of five from zero, no significant setup required, to five significant time and/or monetary investment. Frequency of use out of five, usable once only is a zero. Five able to be used at least once per match. So these are the ones you're using all the time. Impact okay. out of ten. I, I do con- I do contend with this definition of setup cost here, but we'll 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 use the Mark Boyd continuum for now. That's fine. Sure. Uh, impact out of 10, zero, no effect. Uh, a five opponent tilts. 10, total removal of agency. Dominance, right? Um, and number five, oh, sorry, the last one, number four, subtly, out of five, zero, predictable and brash. Five, unpredictable, so subtle opponent may not realize that it's occurring despite being impacted. So what he has then done, we move to part two of this letter. And this is this is actually one of the reasons that I'm really excited to get through this as well, because Dennis... We're about to get into a clip show. Ooh, I love We're going to go through. Mark Boyd has gone through. He says, to give an example of this scale in use, I offer ratings of previous power moves. Sorry for the clip show. Have no so fear. He's gone. We've got power moves for years. Like, <laughs> So he's gone back through some of the favorite power moves from, from episodes of yesteryear, and he's rated them. He's given them percentile ratings, and I, I mean, if this if this system works, we can adopt it and move on with it. The and Mark Boyd we give a pa- power we give a scale, a Boyd score. All right, and so you don't have power move. This thing will have seventy four Boyds. Seventy four Boyds out of hundred. All right, so oh, wow. l- kick us off, Dennis. Let's let's talk about the, uh, the, the these are classic power moves from previous. All right, episodes. so overlapping play mats. This is one of my personal favorites, where you let your opponent yes. lay down their play mat and then lay yours slightly over theirs. Yep. So on setup, he's given this a four. Uh, you and opponent both require playmats. Yeah, you can't you can't do this without playmats. That's true. This does cost forty dollars in theory to get two yeah, playmats. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, five. This can and should be used in every game of MTG for frequency. Very strong. Frequency of use. You can use it every single time. Easy. Yep. Yeah, so uh, perfect. Impact out of ten. Eight. Due to subtlety, the impact is largely mental. Agreed. It doesn't really. It doesn't remove any agency from them, and it doesn't force them to do anything. So it's not a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. And then five for subtlety. Five out of five. That makes sense. Um, opponent may not be sure this is intentional but it affects them regardless possibly even on a subconscious level the final score for overlapping playmats is 22 out of 25 or 88% power or 88 boids 88 boids I've added the boids I like that with a boid factor of 88 that I think I think think that reflects it right yeah that's very strong you, you do the setup cost is probably the thing that you know uh, is the biggest impediment to have but like in terms of impact in terms of uh, uh, repetition it's a, repetition, it's a yeah, repetition and subtlety really drive this one over the line. 88 seems like a good score. All right, let's move on to the next one. I choose to draw instead of choosing to play. Uh, for When it comes to setup cost, five. No setup cost. Mm-hmm. Easy, right? 
Two, uh, sorry, uh, the second one, uh, uh, the frequency of used. 2.5, used mathematically in exactly half of all matches. So you can't use it all the time because you, you're not going to win the, you're gonna win well, the die roll half the time. I did misunderstand a little bit. Mark Boyd is correct. So you can get a 5 for a high setup cost or a 5 for no setup cost like I initially thought. That's perfect. Okay. Yes. Carry yeah. on. So, so it is like a bell curve, right? Yeah, it it starts exactly at 5 like an and it goes back curve, down yeah. to 0. Yeah, sorry. That's right. It's a bell It's a bell, curve. It's a bell that's fallen out of a tower and been left upside down. It's a liberty bell right. curve. Go ahead. Um... When it comes to impact, 10. He's rated this 10. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Pure and raw power, immediate tilt before a card is even played. Now, but yeah, because of the oh, because it comes in at the start of the game, that's pretty strong. Yeah. But I think your opponent could just brush it off as you being stupid. So I think some people I think I, I don't think it's a 10 out of 10. It's not it's not a world breaking yeah, one. I so I'm not that, sure yeah. of that. I'm not in the assessment. Um but uh subtlety, four. You may make your opponent doubt their die roll and nobody expects this. It is a subtle power move. It's not it it, it creeps up on people. Actually, yeah, maybe it does get more power for confusion. The confusion does, like, but it's not imp- like the uh, confusion is an impact. Yes, it is. I, I, ma- I have made you confused. I have impacted you. Okay. I don't all think right. it's. A ten. I, I, I don't. I don't think I don't it's think ten. It's I think 10. it's. I think it's an eight or a seven. Okay. Maybe. All right. I, I th- all right. So in that case, we'll, we'll go with we'll go with the Mark Boyd rating for now, yes, right? Yes, but of we can revisit that. So he's given it twenty one point five uh, out of twenty five, which is a, a Boyd factor of eighty six percent. I think that's a little too high. I think it's a little high. I think it's a little high. I think we missed the mark a little bit there with that one. All right, Dennis. Next one. Hit us. Upside down cards. Uh, I I know what my cards do. Uh, five for setup cost, which is no so, setup so cost. So this is when you put your cards facing your opponent. Yes, all the because time. You know what, to, to try to help them because you know what your cards yes. are. You thought they might need a bit of help. Yep, it's so, a good one. So yeah, no setup cost because all involves playing your cards upside down. It is usable mm-hmm. in every game. He's given yep. it an impact rating of six, so which tilts experienced opponents by quote-unquote helping your player, helps your players. Agency is largely unaffected. They may expend mental space reaching over and turning your cards. I think the, yeah, I think, I think the impact I think the is a little higher there. The well, the impact also depends on who you, against whom you're playing, because it is genuinely helpful for new players. <laughs> if you do it to a new player, they're just like, "Oh, thanks, man," and then that's just like it's ruined. So it does lose points to that. That's true. Exactly. And and as for subtlety, yeah, two out of five. Initially unexpected. If asked why, the answer is by definition unexpected, but only surprising the first time, and then it's not. Yeah, that makes sense. The, yep. This tots up to eighteen out of twenty-five, or seventy-two percent power. A Boyd factor of seventy-two. That sounds about right. It sounds about right. It's 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 a, it's definitely above average. Like it's a good power move, but it, it's one of those ones where, uh, you know, it's not a world. It's not it's not world no. beating. It's not world beating. All right, the next one here, asking for a concession. Now we've even we've debated whether this is even a power move. Just coming mm. out and sitting down. It's such low hanging fruit here. So let's see what Boyd has to say about it. Uh, three out of five for uh, setup cost, situational cost, but no time or monetary constraint. It's just free to ask, yep. but there has you have to be in the right situation to do it. Um, frequency of use one. This is not usable often, uh, but it is possible to be repeated sparingly. That should probably be a two. One. Uh, I know you you could get a zero, couldn't you? Yeah. Uh, impact ten. It's as impactful as it comes. It's brash and it's unapologetic. I agree with that. You are just saying, let me win this game of magic, right? Whether it works or not remains to be seen, but it is a very high impact move. But subtlety zero. It's not subtlety. It's not subtle in the slightest. It's a direct question, and your intentions are laid bare so yeah yes exactly and that leaves us with 14 out of 25 or a Boyd factor of 56% and I think that's actually more or less spot on yeah, it's, this is a really, it's like a Rotten Tomatoes score it's a really middle of the road power move and I think the Boyd factor holds up on this one I think it yeah. actually accurately reflects the power move of this one they're like that alright last one here surprise deck switch courtesy of Lancaster 2, 1, 2, 1, 4. do you remember what this one was 
So this was when you you're playing sealed and you have a, another oh, deck. Yes, so let's yes, say yes, you, yes, yes. You let's say you build like a blue white deck and then after board you present a red black deck, right? Okay. So for setup is going to zero, significant time and monetary investment required. Yep, because you got to pay to enter the sealed yeah, event. Yeah. Yep, you got to pay to enter the sealed event, and then you got to build two decks. Yep, zero again for usable once only for frequency. Also true. Yep, ten yep. very impactful. I think I agree with that. Yeah, it's a very impactful move. Uh, four out of five for subtlety. Textbook once off subtlety. Very subtle, but but immediately this price is ruined after that. Yes, that gives it a fourteen out of twenty-five or fifty-six percent. A void factor of fifty-six. I think it should be a little higher. Yeah, this makes me think that the the scale needs a little bit of tuning um, because it is a little high. It's, de- it's here's the, here's a very clear way to put it: asking for a concession and su- a surprise deck switch are not on the same level, so no, they shouldn't they have be. the same score. Yeah, they shouldn't have the same score. Anyway, that just that's a brief tour of what the Boyd the the Boyd Power Scale uh, offers to us here, Dennis. And he um and he he closes the letter by saying, "I trust that you will find value in this humble offering." In the pursuit of ever-increasing power, I trust that you will put this to good use. I believe some abridgment may be required for podcast purposes. However, I believe in the full breakdown should the, I believe the full breakdown should be available to the people for purposes of education and debate. Yours sincerely, Mark Power Move Boyd, Shadow Co-host. We have to put this manifesto in the um, the post on channelfireball.com. Unbelievable. So we only have paper copies of it. This is the problem. Mark, send us this thing. I can scan it. It's fine. Digi- I can scan it up. It's fine. If you scan, okay, all right. We'll, we'll I'll turn it to please a PDF. Send it, fine. send it in anyway, Mark, so we can so we can you know enjoy it in all its glory there like that, and so we can post it. But Dennis, we have had our asses handed to us on a silver platter by this man. Yeah, like look, I'll be honest. I don't know that we're going to necessarily do the Boyd factor every week for each power move because it is very very time consuming. Yeah, but in terms of like, let's you know, ready. Let's grade this letter on the boy PowerPoint. That's scale. what we're doing now. Of course, we're going to break. We're going to give it a grade out of uh, all right. Out setup cost here. a thousand, like so. a billion. Of course, so it's it's five five out of five. Five out of because five. It's definitely at the other end of the inverted bell yeah. curve. It's it's right at the end. Yes, five out of five. Frequency of use zero. Zero. Only use it once, buddy. Not getting. You're not getting us again. Yeah. Not Im- getting us again. No way, no how. Impact ten. Yeah, oh, 11. Yeah, 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 10. Can we give him a bonus point? Can we, I'll give, can him, we make I'll give him a bonus point. We'll, we'll give him a bonus Break point. Break the scale. Yeah. yeah. And subtlety, five. Five? I, how did you get my address? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you send this to my house? So he hits a full marks on three of the four categories and zero and one. So yeah. plus a bonus one, she gave him 21 out of 25? 21 out of 25. But she gave him uh, an 84, right? So, yeah, 84. Quick, a Boyd, quick, a Boyd's quick power, power, a Boyd, a Boyd factor of eighty of eighty four. That's pretty good. It's pretty bloody good. I mean, that's that's right up. That's right up there with the overlapping playmates. I would which is say an anything classic. that scores a Boyd factor over eighty is a primo power move. It's it's a top shelf power move. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. All right, before we wrap it up, Dennis, I want to I want to just uh, I mean, I I I, 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 I as I said, I'm speechless. Mm. Mark Boyd, it, it is incredible to have being hoisted by our own petard to this level. It's The amount of effort that has gone into... Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe he's just like an NSA slicer and he's just like, oh, look that up. That's easy. Ugh. Maybe maybe he's watching us now through the webcam. My God, you're right. We do have a webcam when we record. We've got a webcam. We, uh, these, I don't know what these... Uh, like, yeah, I don't know what these he, gets points, uh, he gets additional bonus points on impact now if, he starts, if you start putting tape over your webcam because of Mark. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, because he's now influencing our yeah, yeah. What? But this is my question to us. What's next? Where does it end? Where does it end? 
Like, are we going to go outside and there's going to be like a, you know, like a, a mariachi band singing that this is from Mark Boyd and he absolutely got you. Like, yeah, a barbershop quartet or something. Exactly. Are we getting singing telegrams next? Like, what's what's what's, what's next know, on the I, on the I docket? Would, for Mark I would. Boyd? Like, it would be crazy. I would hate it so much if Mark Boyd were to just send me like a thousand dollars in cash. Like, it would be awful. Like, oh, that would be that would be real. Like, <laughs> if he if he really wanted to ruin it, you know what I? I mean, if he, if I, if I just had a Lamborghini out the front of my house that oh, Mark Boyd had sent, you'd be got me. I'd be re- I mean, that's. Uh, that, I, I really hope he doesn't do that, Dennis, because, geez, that would be the end of me. No, but this is this um, is the most engaged with I've ever seen anybody be with a podcast, and I'm just happy it's ours. Yeah, and actually, I mean, beyond the beyond absolutely blowing us out of the water and knocking our socks off, thank you, Mark yeah, Boyd, man. as well for for being part of this community, for being part of the the Scrimy River community, and just being. I mean, yeah, the the best fan that this podcast has. You've you've absolutely done us, and it's 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 so it's so good to have you on side. Well, not on side. No, he's not on side at all. Riley, we need to have a discussion. Go on. What do we call our fans? Oh yeah, Scrimies, Scrimies, Scrime Scrimers, Scrimers. River. If you've got Scrimers is good. If you've got an idea, send it in. Yeah, please do. Unless you uh, unless you're Mark Boyd, because you've got much bigger things to worry yeah, about. If, now. Yeah, if you if you if you're Mark Boyd and you've got an idea, I just just light it up in burning letters on my front lawn. I guess whatever. <laughs> Dennis, if you ever get another message from him saying something big is cooking, I'm, we are we are yeah, we are not underestimating I, it this yeah, time. I'm burning my passport and taking off. drill holes in the hard drives. Call it a day. <laughs> We are going into hiding for sure. Anyway, we'll be back with the regular Power Moves segment next week. Thanks to the people who submitted Power Moves this week. You'll, they'll probably appear on next week's show, so don't worry about that. But uh, we had to give this letter the uh, the full the attention it deserved. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yes, to, uh, Mark Boyd, you've done us. You've done us an absolute beauty, my friend. Wow. All right, Dennis, one last thing to cover off before we close out the show today. We had a lot of chat over the weekend. People who tuned into the stream will know that uh, one of the recurring issues that came up on the uh, in, in the Twitch chat was Batman's colour alignment. Yes. Uh, I irritated Matei greatly by, uh, by continually poking this particular bear, and uh, now I'm going to do it to you because... Uh, I okay, love well, this He's discussion. obviously primarily white. He's a vigilante. He tries to maintain order. I think that's a given, right? Uh, I I very firmly believe that Batman, uh, yeah, in terms of MTG philosophy, yeah, is, is, up, is a white the, character. I'm going to pull up the color wheel you sent me here. Yes, yes, yes. So, so we're, we're on. If you if you want to have a look at it, this it's on the MTG wiki. You can go to, to color. It's spelled incorrectly. It doesn't have a U, but it has all of the it has all of the the themes that are associated with different. Yeah, colors. peace, law, morality, order. These are very Batman like qualities. Uh, yes and no. Order, I think, is less important to him than morality. This is where yes, his whiteness comes from, because he has a code of laws. Even if the, the we say you know law is associated with, but this this is what I say. In, yeah, vigilantism playing, directly contravenes law. But but I think that vigilantes can still be lawful in the D and D sense, right? Because lawful to me, when you're playing D and D, isn't about an adherence to legislation. It's adherence Spirit to a personal of code. The law, not the letter of the it, law. It's the opposite of chaos. It's it's saying no. I always behave in a certain way. I always hold myself to a certain standard. And, and Batman it, 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 that. it helps if you got a little Jim Gordon on the inside to cut you loose every once in a while, right? Sure, but but Batman's he doesn't kill, right? He never kills, right? And that I don't know. Did is, you see Batman v Superman? He killed a lot of people in that movie. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Batman has a like gun. The, he drives a car into people. Those people are dead. I didn't see that. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that film. Yeah, really? Can, yeah, that's a horrific subversion of Batman's entire deal. He has a just an assault rifle later in the movie. 
Well, that, I mean, that's okay. I don't want to invoke the whole no true Scotsman argument, but that's not Batman. No, Batman know. doesn't use guns and he doesn't kill. He shoots a gun at people. Well, okay, forget shoots, that. He shoots a gun at um, Doomsday, but anyway. We're ignoring that. We're ignoring that, right? Classic Batman. Classic mm. Batman, right? The, 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 the archetypical Batman. I don't think anyone can argue that, yeah, he's, in terms of color, white, 100%, right? Uh, on this color wheel as well, the word uncreative is there, which I don't like. But peace, morality, even if he's going about it in a way that isn't particularly peaceful or, you know, isn't particularly law or order based, mm. he's, he's still definitely white. What other colors, though? Blue, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, even mm-hmm. the ones on the wheel are like technology, which is like laughably Batman. Yep. Um, technology, intellect. Uh, he's a little bit impulsive, though, as a character. I, I think so. People, there, there are a lot of people saying he's Esper. And that's yeah, not true. I wouldn't. Why, why don't you think that? Because there is no part of the because of the bat theme, but just because he wears black. There's let let me read you some of the black keywords. Let me read you some of the keywords from the black. From I'll try that again. Sorry. Let me read you some of the keywords from 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 the black part of the color pie. Parasitism, Mm -mm. amorality. That's that directly opposes him. Selfishness. No, I guess. Paranoia. Omnipotence is in here, though, as well. Omnipotence is in there, and that's definitely right. Power, self-interest, death, sacrifice, unin- uninhibition. No. Batman Again, is none of those Again, the whole things. plot of Batman v Superman is that he thinks Superman's going to be too strong. <laughs> like, Let's take that one out of there, because clearly, that's clearly yeah. breaking, break, break, breaking a lot of here, Batman. Here's your bit of homework, Riley and listeners. Yeah. For next week, watch Batman v Superman. <laughs> Hopefully it's on the plane when I, when I fly to Phoenix and I can watch yeah, I think it. I actually might be. Green is straight out. Nature, wildlife, connection, spiritual tradition. Get, yeah, a, get that out of here. Forget about that. Red. Let's 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 definitively answer. Is Batman red? What do you think? I've got an answer. What do you think? Um, it depends. Like all the portrayals are a little bit different, but like he's driven initially by revenge. Yes, right? and rage. And mm-hmm. rage, much like Spider Man is. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely like his demons have a red feel to them for sure. Like, I think Batman aspires to be white with a splash of blue, but I think mm-hmm. it would be unfair to say that he doesn't have a lightning bolt in the sideboard, you know? That's a great way to put it, because I don't think, I don't think he is red. I mm-hmm. think that he, and the reason for this is he masters his rage, which is a very white trait, right? Yes. He masters his rage. So him, I think that he has these red, L- I, I think the, the bolt in the sideboard is a great way to put it. He doesn't main deck it. But he has it. He controls it. It's off on the side somewhere like that. It's the, it's the rage is buried deep within. So I think he's I think he's clearly white blue. Um, you can't escape. Uh, with the, the, even if he's got the bolt on the sideboard, that means he has the shivan reefs and the steam yeah. vents in the main deck. Even if he doesn't use them, exactly Sacred right. Foundry, yeah. you know? that's a really good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, he's he's a he's a, a white blue control deck splashing for yeah the pyroblast in the board like in yeah. Legacy or the bolts. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And of course, this isn't going to stop anyone from you know. Next time Twitch chat, I mean, I'm looking forward to this weekend. The the chat is just going to be full of Batman is mono green because that's a great joke. Why never get we, hit. Why, never get why, never get sick of that one. Why mono green? Because he's not. He's the opposite oh, okay. of mono well, green, and that's why. Well, that's I would the, contend yeah. he's the opposite of mono black. I think he's more green than he is black. Yeah, for sure. He's not selfish. No, he's not selfish at all. He spends I don't his think time any- helping the the other people of Gotham City. Let me let me hit you with some other green keywords. Instinct. Okay, fine. Batman's highly trained. He can rely on his instincts, right? Those aren't instincts. Mm, okay, I guess not. All right. Interdependence? Nah, no. nah. He's so... No, no, Literally no, no. a right. loner. Growth? 
Maybe like maybe swole? just growth. Yeah, because he like he does hit the gym. I don't know. He's not green. He doesn't, he's not green. He's, he's, he's not black. Grown. He he hasn't he doesn't grow as a character really. That's true. Actually, no, he doesn't. He's completely regressive, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, there, there we did it. He's not black. He's not green. But then the thing is, apparently, according to wizards, blue white uh, 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 vigilant flying four fours are also green black. So if Batman were on a card, he'd probably just be Golgari as well. Probably would be Golgari. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that's it for another episode of Scry Me River. Thank you so much for listening. And, of course, thank you to Channel 5. Got them out of there. Got the fake fans Got out. out. Of there. Got the trash fans out of here. Got all the garbage fans. Put them where they belong, on the trash heap. And now it's time for Shaharazad Me River. Your secret podcast within a podcast with your hosts, Dennis Stranyak and Riley Knight. Do you think exactly. you get a different sponsor for just Shaharazad Me River? The viewership who, numbers who, are lower, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not we don't get. Yeah, but I mean, a VPN Express would probably be interested, right? Express VPN, yeah, yeah, tunnel yeah. there or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. What have you been yeah, playing blue. this week, Riley? Nothing. Playing the waiting for planes. Uh, no, I was so uh, while I've been on the planes, right? Obviously, uh, so I've been playing a bunch of Legends of Runeterra still. Love mm-hmm. that game. Love that game. Um, but obviously, on planes, not possible because you need an internet connection. Um, I've been playing a bit of Civ, man. Oh, I love Civ. Yeah, on the Switch, it, it's it's not as bad as you think it is. It's bad. I, try, I tried it and it was bad. <laughs> it's not. A, it's it, you have to kind of get used to it because obviously you don't have a mouse. You have to use the sticks. But like there are shortcuts and stuff, and you can jump between things relatively easily. Um, but in terms of a pl- like anyone who has played Civilization knows the one more turn, right? The one more turn, and then it's four a.m. and you need to go to you know you need oh, to go yeah. to bed because you got work in like three hours. Imagine that, except on a plane. All of a That's sudden, pretty good. It's just it's just time travel basically. You just you just land there and it, it it's insane. Long flights. Civilization on the Switch is, has been a lifesaver. What about you? What are you up? I've been playing a lot of games. And I played a little bit of Runeterra. I'm playing a little bit of League. Like I'm you know I've been trying to bully you into. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what I'm actually excited to do? Go on. play Pioneer. Yeah, yeah. Pioneer was. I mean, I was expecting great things from it anyway. Heading into into Brussels, but uh, it, it it overperformed. It over, like th- this format is so sweet, and maybe it's just because it's this root and toot and wild west as well. But mm. um, broadcasting that format was the most fun I've had from the actual format perspective for for a long time. Yeah, it was. I, really- I, I'm going to go on, on, not even joking. Probably in the next day or two, head to channelfarble.com and order a Pioneer deck. You were saying this, yeah, because you've got all the you had that binder, binder of rares that you turned into store credit. Yeah, I'm going to cash it in, baby. Yeah, we said we. I mean, Shara's at me. River is is not supposed to be sponsored by Channel, but I guess it is as well. Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. I'm really disappointed the green ramp decks have kind of fallen out of favor. But yeah, um, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll loop back. Who knows? Maybe it'll bounce back. We'll see. Anyway, thank you uh, for joining us for Shara's at me. River and zooming back out a little bit. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Scrammy River. It's been great to have you. Uh, we are going to wrap things up here. Thank you to Channel Fiber, our sponsor. Thank you to you, the listener. And Dennis, you know what? Thanks to you, mate, for being here, being part of it. Oh, Riley, thanks to me as well. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Anyway, we're done for this week. We'll be back next week with more Scrum River. Until then, take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Joe Kinkrod. Oh, Joe Kinkrod, I'm so sorry. I forgot. To- oh, no, 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 no.